Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our second draft episode with, with Lee and we're also going to be joined uh, in collaboration with the Full 10 Yards Network. That podcast is going to go out on the Full 10 Yards NFL feed. Uh, thanks again, Lee, for joining me, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, very good, Liam. Yeah, good to have you uh, come back and yeah, get talking some draft prospects as well. Really enjoyed last week's show. So yeah, looking forward to another good one. Yeah, me too. We are very much in the uh, world of pro days as well, the moment we were talking about before. So uh, yeah. we might talk about some QB news next week. But at the moment, uh, we're doing defence today. And I haven't seen much news from defensive pro days since we've already spoken about uh, Jalen Carr, obviously. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it should be good. Plan for today, we're going to go through the kind of main position groups on defence. Um, to go for defensive line, linebacker, then we'll go corner, end with safety. Um, we're going to go talk about class as a whole and then go through some of Lee's favourite players in that class, maybe spread around the rounds a bit, see if we can see any any kind of mid-round guys that Lee might think could play a part next year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then I'll chuck a couple of names in as well that maybe Lee doesn't mention. Um, why don't we start with the uh, the big boys up front then, defensive line. Um, class as a whole, obviously got interior um, we could break it down even deeper than that, to be honest, because not many. Uh, there's not many three techniques as well that, mm. that I fancy in this class. But in terms of like interior versus edge, what are the differences in depth and kind of higher quality players? Are they similar at the top and then not as deep, or have you got a bit of a different opinion on this class? Yeah, I think um, like we were saying last week, I think the edge group really is the saving grace on the defensive side of the ball. That and corner, obviously, we'll come on to that later on, but. Uh, yeah, a lot of good edges. I mean, we, we kind of build this as a bit of a My Guys kind of episode. So I've got quite a few, you know, my list here, I've got four in front of me for edge and I've got like two for interior and <laughs> like one kind of on, on the outside for the interior just because I didn't want to just come with just two. So kind of says a lot really that I was kind of scratching around for interior guys <laughs> and uh, had plenty to talk about with edge, to be honest. So yeah, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it, where you've got some good guys at the top of the interior class, but... It's not deep, really, at all, um, from my opinion, anyway, from what I've seen. But, uh, yeah, Edge, Edge, like we said last week, is, is going to be uh, productive and fruitful for um, a good while in the draft, you know, right down to the middle rounds. Yeah. I think there's a key difference as well in terms of the style of both positions. I think the interior, guys, is really, really missing people that can just stop the run. Mm. I think, you know, you just want to put someone in the middle of that defense, maybe not necessarily be a pass rusher, but kind of shove up against the run big, and just really get you to third down. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really weak this year, in my opinion. And I think some of the better interior guys that we'll probably go and talk about are quite small as well. So, yes, they're probably going to be good pass rushers. But if you look at some of the success rate of people that are not that big, mm. are they even going to get to play on first and second down? That would be my worry in terms of the interior. And I think the edge is almost different because I think the edge has got every type of edge rusher you could want. They've yeah. got a lot of power guys that my guy Spags would like because they've got no bend whatsoever. <laughs> they've got really bendy guys. And then I think you've got undersized guys, like we spoke about before with Nolan Smith, that have got really, really good hands that I feel like can yeah. probably go against bigger players, even though they're not there in terms of a kind of height and weight profile. So for me, I would say the interior is also less versatile, whereas edge, I think every team and every scheme is going to go and find someone they can they can like in this draft class. Yeah, for sure, man. I would definitely agree with that. I, I think this year at Edge in particular, I think there are a lot of smaller, undersized guys. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the most, I don't know, deep sort of subsection, let's say, of um, any of the positions, because I think there's a lot of undersized guys and you know, a couple of them are on my list here in front of me. Yeah, would you reckon when it gets to maybe post-draft or, you know, when we hear some of the think pieces coming out from these teams the week after, that a lot of these people on the defensive line are going to get moved position? 
because I feel like there is a lot of people that maybe in college, I know we spoke about a couple of people last week where it's like, okay, he's probably not going to be an edge. He's going to be being a bit of an interior guy. Mm. Um, obviously got Clancy out of pit, like very small. He's a DT now, yeah. but is he going to get moved to edge? I feel like we could see that maybe some of these teams take the people they think are either incredible pass rushers or they're just absolute freaks. And then they're like, we'll work out what position we're going to move them to when they get here. Um, because I just do think if you look at the weight profile, especially on some of these players on both sides, interior and edge, I just think they're going to have to get moved around a lot and not play the same position they played at college. Yeah, for sure. There's there's definitely some of that. Um, Clancy, uh, sorry, Clancy, we, we'll talk about, um, I'm sure, in a, in a little while. He's definitely one, you know, he's so undersized. Um, but then, you know, there is a couple of players who you can point to in the league. Obviously, you know, Aaron Donald is the one that gets brought up with him, with the pit connections. Also, Ed Oliver as well, who who's really, really small, who's maybe not shown out in Buffalo as much as um, a lot of people would have thought he would have done coming out of Houston. But um, it's going to be one of those things, isn't it, where landing spot is going to be really, really important. You know, landing spot, where they land, who's the defensive coordinator, how creative they are, what sort of fronts they like to play and how these guys can be moved around within those, uh, you know, those fronts and formations. So it kind of really does depend on where these guys land. You know, we can all sit here you know, not just me and you, but all the people who kind of do this, you know, from the people who do this, like we do, all the professionals, we can all sit here and say, oh, this guy would be great. But if the defensive coordinator has like a completely different idea and doesn't put him in the right box, then, you know, they're not going to be successful. It's going to be really, really difficult for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And my fears of uh, Noan Smith becoming a pure linebacker who doesn't get to rush the passer is definitely yeah. something that I could see <laughs> some people doing. And um, yeah, we'll get on to some players in a minute, but even like Will McDonald again, 239 pounds, I think he weighed in that, that small yeah, first very. position. And he's 24. I just feel like age profile because of COVID and some of the weights in this class is definitely going to be kind of eye of the beholder. But I think in terms of talent and athleticism, it's a, it's a really good class. Let's start with, uh, I guess, the weaker guys first and then do interior. Mm-hmm. Um I know we spoke about Jalen Carter, so I'm not sure if he's going to be one of your guys last week. He kind of heads up the class. Uh, I think arguably now, if you listen to reports, he's probably one of two DTs that are guaranteed to go in the first round. Um, and I would say in the last five years, that's very rare to have only two that are going to go in. It feels like Brian Brisey has completely fallen off the, the face of the earth from Clemson after some of his testing came out. Um just before we move on to your guys, in, in the first kind of first round or maybe top fifty picks how many sort of DTs do you think we could see? Because for me, I'm looking at the list and I just think there's so many other valuable positions that I think they're going to fall a lot in this class. In the top 50, did you say that? Sorry. Yeah, first round or top 50 either, or I just think there's not many for me. Yeah, obviously Carter's one, Brian Brzee. Yeah, I mean, he's probably still going to go in the first round. I get what you're saying, though. I think, I feel like, let me just kind of run this by you before because I wanted to mention it on, on Brian Brzee. Like, do you feel like, because we kind of knew about him from so long back, <laughs> Do you feel like there's almost like a bit of like fatigue with players like this? Do you think that ever comes into people's mindsets? Yeah, I think it does. Especially, I think this time of year with testing, because you do find out about players you've never heard of before, especially if you're a casual viewer. Mm. And then in terms of that, what casual viewers do they bet on the market? Okay, so that's moving his draft position. That gets people that on podcasts talk about, oh, he's now, I don't know, favourite to go in the second round. And then mm. maybe people think, why is he going in the second round? And all it takes is a scout who does this professionally and maybe has a podcast to speak to someone and go, why do you think he's going in the second round? All they have to do is ask one team that does have him in the second round. They'll confirm that. And then that report just spreads across everyone. And I do feel like that you're right, that there can be a bit of bias on that. I almost think that JSN as well is a similar player to yeah, that. Yeah, like sure. A year and a half so, ago, it was like, 
oh yeah, he's by far the best pick in the draft. And it's like, now I'm just hearing like, yeah, but he's only slot receiver. And it's just like, yeah, but if he becomes a top five slot receiver in the league, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. want him in the first round. So yeah, yeah I agree sure. with you. I, all, I think people that maybe don't test incredibly well and that have been known for a long, long time, I think can fall into this, mo- into this um, kind of catalogue of players. Because I think Breesy was like fifth round, at uh, fifth pick in the draft consensus at one point. Yeah. Um, and I looked, yeah, when I was doing prep for this, I can't remember what position he was. On the consensus board now, he has dropped all the way to 24. Mm. And I think if you'd have said that a year ago, I think everyone would have been saying he's a top 10 player, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he had the injuries as well, didn't he? So I guess that kind of plays a part of it as well. But yeah, going back to the original point, I would say those two probably in the first round. There's a lot of buzz around uh, Javon Dexter from Florida. I, I've never been a huge, huge fan of him, to be honest, yeah. but there just seems to be enough There seems to be enough around him that makes me think that, you know, top 50 for sure. Then you've got Cancy, although, you know, he won't be on some pl- people's boards because of his size, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just tough. And I think Mazzy Smith is maybe the other one who you could maybe lock in. Again, another guy who has been on people's minds for quite a while. He was on uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list. He was number one in that, in fact, rather than just being on it. And he's had a reasonable season. Obviously, Michigan having a good season as well. So I think he's in the minds and hearts of a lot of people. And he's got some physical tools that can definitely be um, kind of, you know, someone will nail the cause to the mass, so to speak. There's a couple of players outside of that who I might think maybe borderline, but I would say, what, those one, two, three, four, five, didn't I? I said five in the top 50. So yeah, I would say maybe those guys. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that. Um, there could be maybe a couple more. I do love the guy from USC that I also fail on his name, but I'm a big, big fan of him. And I heard um, Steve, who works for PFF, who's like their guy who basically works for the teams. Mm. So he's the guy who does have a lot. And he said that according to like their modeling and what he's hearing, he's going to go a lot higher than people think. So if you're, if you're someone like that from PFF, who doesn't study the draft in depth, you're talking like someone likes him in the first round, I would say. So I think that's an interesting point. But yeah, that's, um, for me... Go on. T. Piloto, you're talking about there in the USC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I think he's only 20 as well. So I think he's the second youngest. That's good. Yeah, he had like insane sack numbers as well. I think one year of the past two. So yeah, he's obviously going to be catching a few people's eyes. He's listed as an edge in some places, isn't he? But yeah, he's more of an interior guy for me, for sure. Yeah, in college, he's going to be one, 266 pounds. Uh, could easily play outside in a certain scheme. Depends what you're going to play as well. But yeah. um, for me, in college, he was much better rushing from the interior. But we'll see in the NFL what they want to do. Mm. Um, cool. All right, that's the interior, guys. Let's talk about your guys from the class then. Um, give us your first guy. Why do you like him? Who is it? So, um, I mean, I, I kind of do like Kansi. Um, I just, yeah. I just really like players like this. Um, one of my other guys is more of a kind of late round guy. He's very much of the same mold, you know, a, a super pass rusher from the inside. I said it last week, you know, interior pressures can becoming king now, uh, moving play, moving quarterback off the spot and things like that. And with his with his height, you know, he's got that physical leverage, that advantage built in already. But Kansas like quick twitch and ability to shoot gaps and beat guards and centers is just like unparalleled in this class, I think. I think it's one of those things as well where I, because I've watched a lot of pit defend, defenders for a few years now, I've kind of built up like a good kind of knowledge of their scheme and I kind of like it and I kind of like a lot of their players. So yeah, he's just, he just won the player for me who I'll kind of bang, bang the drum for, I think a little bit. Like I say, he won't be everyone's cup of tea, as I mentioned earlier, but he's, he's definitely someone who I'm like really excited about in the league. I think, you know, in certain situations, he can just be really, really dangerous because he's going to be in the quarterback slap super, super quick. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know why 
he doesn't weigh a lot. I think he's like 281 pounds, isn't he? And yeah, uh, he's, and he's got, like six foot two uh, as well, so he's not even like tall yeah. either. Yeah, just under six two. He's got sub 31 inch arms. So in terms of measurables, in physical terms, not great. But then at the combine, tested like an absolute freak. Mm. Um, I know ESPN past rush win rate was incredible. If people like ESPN, PFF, he was like their second best interior guy, if you like PFF. So all these people that talk about the draft and kind of have their own grading systems, they all have him high. So it's not kind of like, you know, one person's just like shooting the drum and saying, right, this is a good pass rusher. It's like, no, everyone knows if this guy can kind of just do enough on the run to stay on the field and obviously mm. not get injured at that that weight. Because that is, he is small for, for someone who's going to play this position in the NFL, then he's going to be a good player. Um, what do you make to the, uh, obviously, Pitt, Aaron Donald, um, it's just kind of it's just kind of too easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of it too easy to draw comparisons. He did, he did, yeah. but he kind of broke everyone's record there, really, didn't he? <laughs> he, does, he yeah. There's only one Aaron Donald, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. I'm not going to kind of um, <laughs> add the pressure to this guy to say that you know he's probably got that enough. You know, everyone's talking about it, yeah. so I'm not going to be one of those people. But maybe be his own person. You know, I don't think he'll be Aaron Donald, but you know. Aaron Donald went like 13th overall, so no one was really thinking that Aaron Donald was going to be Aaron Donald, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I think Aaron Donald as well plays with heavier hands, um, better against the running college. But I would say that I don't think he had as many pass rush moves as Kansi does at, at mm. his age. Doesn't mean he's going to be any. Obviously, he doesn't mean he's going to be that good. But because I think Aaron Donald originally became good just off being a pure freak, yeah. um, and then he just got bigger and bigger, didn't he, throughout his time in the NFL? Where if Kansi does that, then he's going to be a completely different player. But yeah, I, I like him as well. I, I'm a bit worried about him being able to stop the run, but I think it's all scheme based. Um, what sort of teams do you like for him? Because I am a little bit of a fan. If uh, the Eagles fancy going there at ten, that would be yeah, quite fun. That's exactly kind of the team that I was thinking of, or just a situation like that. Maybe not the Eagles per se, and obviously that that would be good. But just a situation where he can just go in, he can be part of quite a decent rotation upon the defensive line. And, you know, maybe for the first eight, ten games of his career, he can just be like a designated inside pass rusher and doesn't have to be on the field too much in first and second down. And he can just like wreck shit in the, you know, in the middle of the defensive line and just yeah. get a few splashy plays and kind of, I don't know, just like build up his reputation almost before um, he gets a full-time role. You know, he can work on his body and things like that and you know, be taken out of the firing line for injuries, as you kind of say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he is very, very difficult to block. <laughs> like he's not playing on a line there. Their defense is good, but he's not playing with other freak like loads of other freaks. No, as well. like when you watch him well. play, he's getting doubled up all the time, and he still manages to win. So yeah, I think he's a he's a good player. His um, consensus pick is twenty four at the moment, and on mock drafts, he's going higher than that. So yeah, I do think. Don't know what you think, but I think he's probably going to be a top fifteen player. I would say now. Yeah, I mean, you know, the combine does a lot for some people, as we were kind of saying last week, doesn't it? And I think he was one who. He's definitely made a lot of people sit up and take notice. You know, he's not even like he had great numbers. He had like out of this world numbers. So, yeah, it's he's, he's going to be one of those things, especially for a, a team sort of in the second half of the first round who maybe can afford to kind of you know make him their almost like luxury pick and like say make him a rotational piece in their defensive line or just have like a role that they know that he's just going to be really good at where he's just going to have the rush to pass her. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like he's going to go to a good team that are clever of how they use him. It just does does feel like someone's going to pick up on that athleticism because I think mm. it's getting more and more common from the interior, like you said, especially with, I would say, if you look at this year's free agency class, it's just like 
that the only people that get to free agency very often are the people that can stop the run and that are big and stout and they're not too expensive. Mm. But these guys that can rush the passer, they get paid a lot of money from the interior. So I think yeah, absolutely. a clever team is uh, is going to pick him. Um, I'll just shout out uh, another name that, that I really like, um, Moro Joma from Texas. Um, similar in terms of not the most tallest. He's only just over six foot two. Which I thought on tape, to be honest, I did not think that height mm. was going to be an issue for him. Um, but he's got good length arms, good weight. Um, he actually tested in terms of speed and the cone drills way quicker than I thought. Uh, and in terms of tape, for me, he was one of the best I, that I watched this year. I think he's good against the run and pass, which is a bit of a worry for me. There's loads of guys in this class that I think, okay, you could stop the run on first down, but I'm never going to get a pass rush out of you. Or I do think at the NFL level, he has got the level to do both run and pass. Mm. Um, and I just don't think that in this class, there's loads of guys that can do both. So he's a fan. Of, I'm a fan of his. Um, it didn't help that I kind of... I have a friend who supports Texas and ended up watching like six <laughs> of their games this year. So I've probably seen him more than I should. Um, and I think he graded out as like third best, um, third best interior lineman from ESPN's metrics. And I know that Daniel Jeremiah said that he's probably going to go in the, but I'd be shocked if he doesn't go by the end of the third round is what he said in his podcast. So maybe the NFL teams seem to like him as well now, which is, which is good. Cause I think he's a good player. Yeah, I do. I agree. I think he's a really good player. Um, and like you say, just with that value there that you mentioned, you know, he's going to be a day two pick and he's going to be um, probably one that, going back to kind of what you said, I don't mean to like disparage people when you, when you kind of say this sort of thing, but, you know, the more casual fan who's probably not watching a bunch of Texas games throughout the college football season, you know, they, their team picks him in the third round, let's say, just for argument's sake, and they're like pretty underwhelmed by it or just nonplussed by it. And then he comes on and he's like quite a decent player. I think that's the sort of um, impact that he's going to have on a lot of teams and just be just a really nice player. You know, he's probably not going to be a star for any reason, but he's going to be a really nice player who will, uh, will be, like I say, really solid both against passing the run. And like I say, reasonably athletic, good size and really, really long arms, well, 34 and a half inch arms as well. So yeah. he's going to have that uh, length advantage, especially in the, you know, the shorter armed guards around the league. So he's going to be able to win some some battles up front if he's put in the right situations for sure. Yeah, he's got really strong hands as well, which helps. Mm. He's got mass, massively long arms. Um, yeah, I think in terms of like consensus, and I know in big board rankings, he's like around Kobe Turner, who played for Wake Forest. I think Roy is a couple of places behind him, LSU. I don't mind both of those players, but I just think he's better than them, and I think he's getting picked around the same range. So I just think if you want to wait and you don't want to go DT in the first two rounds and you've got a, a nice player there. Um, who's your next guy? Um, so my next guy is actually going back to the beginning of this section where you were talking about not a lot of big guys. Um, my second guy is the, the probably the best of the big guys. It's Siaki Ika from Baylor. Yeah. Um, you know, just big-bodied nose tackle. He's just all the opposite things of what we've just been saying about everyone else <laughs> that we talked about. Basically, he's just a big run-stuffing nose tackle who doesn't have a great deal of pass rush about him. But, you know, he's relatively athletic for someone who's like 340 pounds, 335 pounds. And, and he's just got like quite a de- decent bit of leverage and he's just really difficult to move. You know, he'll be one of these people that, you know, reeling off all the cliches, you know, eat a lot of blocks and make do all the dirty work and things like that. But, you know, you're not going to have to overpay for this guy at any point in his career. I think, you know, I think a lot of his comps, like people like Danny Shelton, um, yeah. you know, same sort of Polynesian background as well and things like that. So it kind of all fits really nicely, you know, and he's, he's just going to have a long career in the league, just eating double teams and doing the dirty work and letting other people around him get the sacks and things like that. He's not a Vita Veo, unfortunately, because he's not got as much much pass rushers as someone like him. And obviously he went quite early in the first round. Yeah. But I think he's going to be a good player. He's always someone that I've kind of liked. I've again, got a bit of a soft spot for Baylor as well, because I think they produce a lot of good players and a lot of good athletes. 
Um, but yeah, just another good player for me. And like I say, he'll have a really solid career. Um, yeah, Eka from Baylor. Yeah, Baylor have got a very good um, strength conditioning program as well because they seem to always produce people that test well relative mm. to their side size. I know we spoke about it last week. Like maybe some players that have the most impressive numbers, but if you look at it from like a speed size ratio, mm. Baylor produced really well. And I think his he was in the like 80th percentile for his size. I know his numbers weren't up there with some of these smaller DTs, but they never were going to be when you weigh 335 yeah. pounds. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good player. I think he played something like 930 snaps as well in the last two years of college football. So uh, just a good, reliable player that can go in there and stuff the run. Probably mm. maybe round two at the highest, but you'd say late round two, early round three. Yeah, I would say so. Board, borderline of those middle of the Saturday kind of picks for sure. Yeah, nice. Cool. Um, who's your next guy who was out for DTs? No, this is just my last my last one. He's kind of more of a sleeper pick. Um, we're talking maybe like um, your middle of day three. It's Jalen Redmond from Oklahoma. He's just another like gap shooter. Like if you missed out on someone like Clancy, sorry, Clancy, or if you missed out on Moro Jomo, I just think like designated pass rusher, who's going to come in and you know just not ever be a full time starter for anyone, I don't think, at this point. But he's going to be able to shoot gaps and kind of get a sack in a big moment. I think this is the guy. He's just unbelievably twitched up. I could basically you know, read a lot of the things that I've uh, read off of Kalaja Kansi and just transfer it into this rundown, to be honest with you. But like I say, just at a much later value. So, yeah, just one of my guys who I just wanted to give a shout-out. If, um, you know, like I say, you miss out on one of the big, big guys... Then this is another kind of uh, almost like pound shop version without wanting to be too um, <laughs> disparaging again. Hey, you might be end up being better than them, and then you look really good. We can just clip the first part of this. this and put is that it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in terms of um, last year for, for Oklahoma, it was what four sacks, six hits, twenty hurries, which is good, and then five mm. batted passes, which is yeah. an underrated skill, especially in the NFL. Because I know it's not a sack, but in terms of affecting the quarterback, it's right up there, isn't it? I know a lot yeah, of people care about that. Um, so yeah that's good and he plays like more in terms of like if you're watching for people that want to go back and have a look he plays a lot in the B gap as well so to be able to get that sort of production from that area in the field mm. is is good because the defense yeah. is fine but they play against a lot of good offenses as well at that school so yeah there's not a lot of um, defense that goes on in the big 12 is there <laughs> no so yeah nice to see someone playing it he tested um, super well as well so yeah he's, he's just one again that stood out for me as, as like I say just someone who can just cause problems from the inside yeah I think he was what four eight one in the forty, which is good for a defensive tackle. Obviously, not as good as uh, four six seven for uh, for Kansi, but yeah, I think he's still mm. like he've tested just as good as That's Brian Brzee, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his numbers. If you look at his numbers next to Brian Brzee, similar. They are worse, but you're going to be picking him 100 picks later, so 150 yeah. picks later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. Okay, cool. Let's go on to uh, to Edge then. Um, obviously, we've already spoken about it. Some very interesting players here in terms of size. I know, obviously, I'm a big, big known Smith guy, but there's mm. loads of players like that that are very small. And then you've got the really big edge rushers that I would say don't have that bend and they're there for all power and a lot of kind of juice, a lot of George Karloftis vibes there from a couple <laughs> of these players. Um, how do you see this edge class stacking against previous ones we've had? I know maybe there's not quite the two or three at the top. I know there's one that's very, very good, but... Uh, how do you see the the class compared to previous years? Because I would say last year was a little bit weaker for me. Um, what weaker than this year? Yeah, not as deep, I would say. That's that. Yeah, that was it. That was kind of where I was going to go with my next point. It's it's not as deep last year, but I don't think it's got the star power. You know, there's not a Kayvon Thibodeau, there's not an Aiden Hutchinson. There's a yeah. Will, there's a Will Anderson. Uh, you know, Miles Murphy's pretty good, but he's not. 
of those two levels. I don't think. I don't do you think, think Will Anderson on... is as good as those two or not? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I think if you stack them up um, against each other in all in one class, I think that Will Anderson would have pushed them to be, you know, that top five pick, just as he will be in this draft. I think he would have been right there with them, to be honest with you. But like you say, this this uh, edge group for this year, I think, is is deeper. For sure, I think you know, like I said earlier, just as we started, I think there'll be um, teams that will be able to pick up reliable edge players well into day three, or maybe maybe not well into day three. Maybe that's another exaggeration at the start of day three. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and I think, like I said earlier, there's definitely a couple of different types of players as well. As I do think last year there was a lot of really good bendy guys. Uh, and then I think in the second round, especially, whereas maybe they didn't, weren't the most refined pass rushers, where if you just want someone who knows how to rush the pass and maybe isn't the best athlete, then there's guys for you that, that fit that model. But yeah, I like mm. this year's class. I think maybe that's because we spoke about it last week. Maybe the whole class is a bit weaker. So when you have a position group that matters as much as edge yeah, and it's deep, maybe that makes you think that the edge class is better than it is. Maybe that's kind of where I'm falling. Could but be. I just think when some of the areas are so weak, like wide receiver, for example, you just see edge group and you're like, okay, I can in de- literally round two, I can pick an edge that probably would have gone end of round one last year potentially mm. that's how good some of the guys are compared to, to last year um let's go through a, a few of your favorites um i want to ask is will anderson one of them because i just want to touch on him to start with i haven't got him down there i've tried to not pick throughout the whole of this week and next <laughs> week i've tried to not pick like literally the pin, the peak guy the unless it's like like the, the qb class obviously there's not a great deal to pick from aside from that but i haven't yeah. put will, will anderson but he, you know, he's a very very good player i think and uh, he's one of those where he's going to be instantly successful. I can see him potentially pushing for double digits this year. You know, he's got all the physical attributes. He's proved it in college for a massive program. He's had massive success at Alabama. I just don't see there any way that, you know, this could definitely bite me on the ass. I don't see there any way he, why he can be a bust, to be honest. I think yeah. he's just going to go to probably the Cardinals at three or something like that and just be excellent straight away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think as well, the only concern that people had, especially in terms of metrics, if you look at like who's failed and succeeded before was his size. And I think at the combine, he was better in terms of height and weight than people mm. thought he was going to be. So I think maybe there was an argument that, oh God, is he going to be a bit smaller than we want for like our star pass rusher? And then he tested in really well. And I know some of his numbers, people looked and were like, oh wow, they're not like incredible. They're not the best, like, I don't know, three cone. They're not the best in the world. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the size. Do you know what I mean? If you look at how big he's doing that compared to some of the other guys that are getting those sort of scores, I just thought he was really, really impressive. And just uh, and obviously his, like, college tape was, his college tape was really good, but yeah. there's just that standard argument, isn't it, that when you're playing against other freaks, especially there where the defensive tackles that they have at Alabama, obviously incredible stopping the run. Mm. Uh, I just think sometimes maybe people think, oh, is he as good as we think? But I'm with you that I think he's he, he's a really, really good player. I was a bit of a Thibodeau fan, so I'm not yeah, sure absolutely. if I... I'm not sure if I say as a pass rusher, he's maybe as good, but I think he's probably a better pass rusher for me than uh, Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker, who went pretty early last year. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I think it's one of those things, isn't it, as well, where you can look at the tape and you can see, like, you know, he's in the SEC, there's no better opposition in the, the college football landscape. And, you know, there's players in the NFL who you can think of and you can point to who have been really successful as a smaller edge as well. It's not like, you know, you don't need to be one body type as an edge in the NFL to be successful. You know, I think there's plenty of sort of um, case studies for you know people with shorter arms, people who don't have the most bend, people who are just pure speed rushers and a bit smaller. I think there's, there's guys everywhere at all positions that you can kind of point to and 
like I said, there's just no thing that kind of stands out as a red red flag for me to say that he no. won't be successful. Yeah, over 200 part over 200 pressures in three seasons at Alabama, which is uh, which is nuts. Even though they are obviously a very good defense. Yeah. Um, I don't think he probably gets past five, but I think the only reason he would get past four is if you have quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. Would you probably agree with that? Especially yeah, Carr. Jalen Carter's issues probably mean that Anderson's going to be the first non-QB off the board, isn't he? I would say so, yeah. I, I think I've probably got him going to Cardinals at three, to be honest. So yeah. Obviously, they, they don't need a quarterback and unless they get um, a really lucrative offer, <laughs> which is possible. But, yeah. you know, are the quarterbacks going to go one, two, three, four? Probably not, because it'd be pretty groundbreaking, wouldn't it, if that happened? Yeah, it would. Yeah. And, I don't and think there's it's... no edge rushers who play for the Cardinals anymore. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it, where as much as the the, the quarterbacks, obviously there are four main quarterbacks, but you know, transfer this to another year, and why, you know, where there have been four really good quarterbacks, and they've never got one, two, three, four. So I don't yeah. see that happening. But... Uh, yeah, the, he'll be yeah top five, six, you know, nails on for sure. Yeah. If um, last question him before we move on to your guys, um, if Jalen Carter hadn't had these issues and he had a good like a similar pro day to uh, or Will Anderson or a similar combine yeah. where he, the numbers were what we wanted them to be, they weren't out of this world, but they were exactly what you'd expect. And he's a great player. Do you have Will Anderson higher on your board than Carter, or do you have Carter as the better player regardless of positional value? I, I do. Um, I do have Will Anderson ahead. Yeah. I mean, it might be slightly biased because I prefer edge guys over interior, just generally speaking. But I just think he, he's just been a superb player the whole time. I think he would have gone really high, as we kind of said earlier, if he came out last year when he wasn't allowed. You know, it's one of those things where he's just a rare, rare talent, I think. And as much as Jalen Carter, obviously, you know, you, you flip on the tape, you kind of forget the past couple of weeks, you know, the combine and pro day and all that sort of stuff. And his tape's outstanding. But... I just think he's just not as quiet there with Will Anderson, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And Alabama are a great team, but the front of Georgia is so good that when you do watch Carter, you do realise, more so maybe not last year, but the year before, you're like, okay, all three or four of these guys are winning against the offensive line. Mm -hmm. So like, I know Carter looks great and he probably was the best of the bunch, but when everyone else is winning around you, it's just one-on-ones the whole time, whereas Will Anderson definitely didn't get one-on-ones the whole time like like Carter did. So yeah, Yeah, I have Will Anderson as my... uh, I think my second best player, regardless of position. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to go high. Cardinal fans will be happy that if <laughs> they actually get a uh, they get a pass rusher. Um, cool. Let's go on to your guys then. Who's your uh, your first for edge? Uh, so one one of the guys who I've been quite high on for quite a while is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Um, yeah. This is kind of speaking to to your um, big <laughs> big guy with no bend or very you know, maybe yeah. a lack of bend for sure. But, you know, he's got everything else. You know, he's got the power. He's got the length. You know, I think it's like, a, you'll have the numbers in front of you, but it's like an 82-inch wingspan or something like that. Yeah, 86. Yeah, 86, crazy. okay. So just like a crazy, a crazy amount of length. You know, he, he's put it together, you know, and not playing for a big, powerful program, you know, but he's got loads of production. He's grown every year. I feel like he's got enough about him as a, as a pass rusher in terms of like moves and counts and things like that. Um, although there is a ceiling there to get even better and um, yeah I just think he should be really a top 10 pick for me you know I just think he's got everything there um, to get to get even better he does like that bend he does like that kind of um, ability to turn the corner a little bit but it's not hindered him and I do feel like you know with all these guys not just Tyree Wilson with every player that we'll talk about 
physically, even for the people who are really kind of blowing away the combine, there is a ceiling for them to get even better physically, you know, with full-time training programs when you don't have to go to classes and things like that, you know, move, working on your mobility, joint mobility, that sort of thing. So there is definitely, you know, that sort of um, potential for everyone. I think if Tyree Wilson does that and just adds just a bit, you know, not even like crazy bend, I'm not talking like Von Miller bend here or anything like that. You know, if he just adds like a little bit, I think he'll just go on several levels, you know. But yeah, I think he's, he's right there and he's one of my favourite pass, pass rushers to watch in this class for sure. Yeah, he's 6'6 six, six as well, so he's a big guy. Too. Big, big guy. Pounds. Yeah, very good. Good against the run as well. I know you should be good against the run when you weigh that much but and when you are that big, but that's not the case for every edge rusher in this class. So <laughs> no. I think that's important. And um, he's probably one of the names we'll talk about that if you look at just the draft cycle, he's probably shot up, I would say, more than he really most has. people. Yeah, 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 late first is where he was getting mocked um, on average nine, uh, 10 months ago. Um, and now you're talking, I don't know, top 10. Like, Is he going to get past... Seattle, I just mm. don't think so. I actually think Deed was David Daniel Jeremiah, but someone had him picked above Will Anderson. They had him going three. <laughs> right, okay. uh, I think I've Cardinals. seen that. I think I've seen that in a few places, but I, I can't really get on board with with that level of hype. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I looked I looked this up because I did an article on him um, for the um, draft guide that the Jet Sweep are doing, and I looked it up, and I kind of the whole sort of premise of my article for the for the draft guide was the um, the fact that, you know, a year ago, he just wasn't being talked about as, as this sort of level of player. But I kind of thought maybe he should have done because he had a great 2021. And yeah, like you say, I mean, I went back, I looked at a lot of the way too early mock draft, you know, from like the day after the couple of days after the draft and none of them had him in the first round. So I thought it was really interesting that he's gone from not being in the first round to now, like you say, almost like a top 10 lock. I think it was really interesting, but it speaks to his development over that time and leadership. And, you know, when you're playing for a, uh, a team like Texas Tech, you are the marked man because you are the best player on the team. Definitely, yeah. And I would say even though he didn't test, didn't do the on-field test in Indy, but just having the measurables as well, that'll just bump you up a few. Because some people, like we said last week, will have um, kind of, either whether it's arm length, height, weight, they will have restrictions. Like, we ain't picking an edge under this. Mm. And he hit every single one. And obviously, wingspan, he absolutely killed it. Because I think that yeah. was the second. <laughs> second. I don't know if it was the biggest, but I think it was the second biggest. But yeah, I agree with you. He's a, he's a, he's a very good player. I don't know who's going to pick him. I think it has to be someone who does have someone on the other side, maybe with that bend, or mm. maybe they have a defensive scheme where they're going to blitz a lot on third down and he can kind of just get one-on-ones and just dominate people with power moves. Um, but yeah, I think he's a good player. And I'd be surprised if he gets past pick 10 i don't know if he's an eagles edge rusher but i think someone would want him at pick 10 if he fell to that sort of range i think he's that yeah player. yeah i would agree with that um i'll do one of mine because i've already spoken about him a thousand times so i'll go with nolan <laughs> smith um he is an edge rusher no one don't be playing him at linebacker that's <laughs> it don't be playing him at linebacker but yeah 238 pounds obviously extremely small uh six foot two but um if you watch his tape he is incredible against the run mm. and if he's incredible against the run at that weight um now like you said get him in the nfl i think if you everything you hear about him he's a captain he obviously he was the captain of this team when they had all these players that everyone knows for georgia that's been drafted for the last two years he was their main guy all the people i don't know if you saw the video but when he ran at the 40 you had the whole team from that national title winning team like in a house watching it and you had all the old <laughs> players that are now in the nfl and they're all going nuts so they obviously love him so mm. i think he's a great person from everything you hear uh his numbers are incredible 439 he had a 41 inch vert as well for someone who's not the tallest in the world so for me I don't want to compare someone to uh, to Von Miller, but in terms of pass rush pop <laughs> and speed, 
Um, I think he's right up there for what Von looked like to coming out. He hasn't got the hand usage or the pass rush moves yet that someone like Von has. But mm. in terms of measurables, they compare nearly identically. He's just a little bit smaller. So I think if you get him in an NFL program and he gets to maybe 245, 246, then I think he's going to be a great edge rusher. Um, and I've also seen him now mocked at pick 13, 14, 15. So again, he was a kind of second round player end of the first probably a month and a half ago. And now he's probably going to go top 20 at worst. But do you, do you like Nolan Smith as well? Have you got those concerns about his size? Because I know that is a big issue for a lot of people that don't like him as much as me. No, I, I, do, I really do like him. He was actually the second player on my list. I was going, If you put it back to me, I was actually going to throw it over to you because I know you love him. So... <laughs> I um, know that you know you've hit a lot of the, the nails on the head. That's be honest with you. You know, speed, bend. And you know what? It's off the field as well because that's really, really important, especially in the second. Sorry, the first round. Yeah. Wasn't he like? Wasn't his major like maths or something like that? Like he was like super <laughs> clever guy as well. So yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot to like. Um, you know, scheme wise, he'll be a stand-up linebacker only. I don't think he's ever going to have his hand in the dirt, but that's fine. It just means he's probably not going to play for every team and start every game. Yeah. But. You know, like you say, he's not a liability against the run in that in that sort of with that sort of size. Sorry, you know, he's actually one who I've kind of like oh, did have before he started to rise up. Maybe before the combine, maybe for the Chargers to pick at twenty one. But oh yeah, I had that happened. dream as well. But that's gone now, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah again to thirty one. Yeah, so you know, he's just he's just going to be a really good player in the NFL. Um, so yeah, you, you you've kind of nailed everything to be honest with you. I'll just be copying and pasting from what you said. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he goes. Um, hopefully he goes early. He did have an injury, didn't he, last year, which is probably something to to mention. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why I think on mocks prior to the combine he was a lot lower than than maybe he actually was in terms of talent. But yeah, that'll rise up. But you're right. Some he won't even be on some teams' boards in the first round mm. because of his size. So I think someone's going to pick him and, and get lucky. Um, but yeah, I think again, I don't want to always mention them because they seem to have every pass rusher. But he does fit a team like the Eagles that are going to have a different group and they are going to have. Uh, defensive tackles in that scheme where your job is to only stop the run and then the yeah. other guys behind can do it but yeah I think you'll be a beast on on third down um, let's go to your next player then who've you got so I, I've got Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame um, who you know let's be honest I'm going to kind of hit um, kind of hit this head on he's not coming off the greatest of years at all um, he was kind of um, I would say that he I don't know not let down by the program that's not what I'm thinking of but you know Notre Dame had a down year that you know overall and he was he was certainly part of that, um, and you know he is not coming off a great year. I'm just going to say that, like I said. But he's got motor, he's got pass rush. I think he's grown every year prior to that year, and um, you know I think he's got all the intangibles as well. You know, again, team captain, one of these players that everyone looks up to on a you know storied program. Mm-hmm. I saw him mocked in a on the athletic. Daniel Popper, the beat writer for the Chargers, had him mocked in the second round to the Chargers. If that happens, that is incredible value because I think he's kind of like start and second round kind of guy. If he lasts all the way to what would it be like 63, 64 or something like that, maybe 65, I can't remember, whatever it is. But if he lasts that long, then I'll be shocked. And if the Chargers get him, then I will be not crying over missing out on Nolan Smith anymore. <laughs> not that he's that level of player, just because I think he can be really impactful. Because I think he's a mature player. He's he's a senior out no shame sort of player that Tom Tesco absolutely loves as well. So I'm kind of like talking myself into this one. But um, it's one of those where if if you can get him, he can be your edge three, moving up to edge two. You know, he's not going to be the sort of player who changes your franchise, but he's definitely going to be a really, really solid edge two for someone for, for a long, long time and be really productive, I think, because 
like I say, he's got the um, he's got length as well. He's got he, I think his Raz was was like really high. I think he was like it over was. nine or something like that. Nine point four stands out. Maybe I'm talking rubbish there, but I don't know. But you know, he, he's obviously got the athleticism. He's got the the arm length and and all like say the motor, the pass rush moves. And like I say, he's he's got the, the sort of tape to prove it. Just not this year. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the 2021 tape. It's actually the opposite, isn't it, to um, what we spoke about with Tyree Wilson. I think if mm. you looked at Mox, he was a late first round guy, wasn't he? And I know he got, I know he got, I can't remember how many sacks he got, was it? Yeah, so he got more sacks this year, actually, than he did last year. But in terms of touching the quarterback, he did it more last year. His grades were better. He played more run snaps. I don't know if they took him off the field for run, but he played nearly like 30% more run snaps the year before. But uh, yeah, their whole team wasn't as good this year for me. Uh, mm. I didn't enjoy watching many of their games, to be honest. Uh, and I think he was a captain as well, right? So he in was. terms of off the yeah. field, again, I think that he's another person that's liked. Yeah, and um, I think yeah, Ras score nine point three. So okay. Um, so yeah, over nine, which is good for a player that I'd say people say that he's not the, the, the like. I don't think people describe him as an athletic player. He's he doesn't appear like uber athletic on tape he appears like yeah he can obviously move and get around and things like that and they, they moved him around a little bit in 2021 um they played him off ball a little bit I don't say loads but they definitely moved him off ball a little bit you know and he, he can kind of you know cover people and things like that without being you know an incredible coverage linebacker so you can never see that he moves but they like he's not like I say known as like an uber athletic guy and so yeah to get like a 9.3 is is very really, really good yeah, um, 53 on the consensus board at the moment. So yeah, middle of that, end of that second round. So yeah, if someone gets him late second, they'll definitely be definitely be happy. Mm. Um, any more? I, I just we mentioned him very really briefly. I just wanted to mention Will McDonald, um, another guy that I'm, I'm looking out for. I've just always just had a bit of a soft spot for him. You know, undersized edge rusher won't be again a player that will be on everyone's boards. Won't be a player who will play every down, but. He's been super productive for Iowa State in kind of um, a bit of a, I don't want to say a renaissance period for Iowa State, but they've obviously been really, really good um, for a little while now. And he's been like a massive part of that defense. And he's one of the players where you look at the the kind of box score, the counting stats sort of thing, and he can affect the game in multiple ways. You know, he gets fumbles, he gets lots of sacks, he gets lots of tackles for loss, and he just shows up a lot of the time causing splash plays so yeah just a, a quick shout out for him sort of uh, I don't know because he's really small probably looking like fourth fifth round for Will McDonald oh, you reckon that late oh yeah yeah I, I think with his because he's really small isn't he he's really really small he's really small do you know he's the most mocked player to the Chiefs at 31 really that early he's the most mocked now oh to the wow Chiefs. No, I think Which, by the way, late. won't happen because I guess as we've said a million times Spags ain't picking someone who isn't slow mm-hmm. and massive but yeah right. yeah he's the most <laughs> mocked player out of any player now even after free agency to the Chiefs so I actually think he's going to go in the top 50 picks oh uh, no I don't see that I see like you know well he's placed for the Chargers you know Chris Rump who came out a couple of years ago yeah, I see yeah, him as yeah. that sort of player like a developmental designated pass rusher who will play some special teams and he'll come up with like five sacks maybe in year one, year two sort of thing before he kind of maybe puts some muscle on, develops and gets a little bit bigger. He's 24 as well. So yeah, yeah, and that as well. So but yeah, he is, as well. I like him as well because he's quick as hell. Yeah, he's good. Um, he's good. He's good. He's good. But really yeah, good. I think he is going to go in the top 50. So we'll see. Once we do draft grades. Okay. Even though you like him, we'll see if you still like the pick if he gets picked there. It's one of those, um, it's one of those where, you know, you watch the tape and you think, oh my God, you know, this guy's quite good because you'll know from like watching film, you watch a lot of players and you just like, 
don't see it. You know, I just move on to the next guy after a couple of games, and yeah. like, that'll that'll be it for me. I don't need to watch this guy over and over again. But he's one of those where you think I actually want to watch more of this. But then you look at it, you look at the size, you look at and you start to think a bit more rationally, and you think, ah, I don't know how how high can this go, sort of thing. Yeah, if the Chiefs pick him at thirty-one, you might be slightly annoyed that you have to root against him, but then be like, <laughs> that's a crazy pick at pick thirty-one. Yeah, that yeah. that'd be a good turn up because the Chiefs <laughs> have drafted well over the past few years. So <laughs> true. Um, yeah, the only one I mentioned was um, Byron Young as well, edge from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Won't get drafted high because he's twenty-five, so he's going to go late. But if you're a good team, I don't know what round it's going to be. It's very hard to tell with older players, but fourth, fifth round, yeah. the athleticism is there, and he will not be your starting edge rusher, but if he's your fourth guy in the rotation, he tested extremely well, had nine six, uh, nine sacks, 11 hits, 22 hurries, RAS score was like, I can't remember if it's 9.7, 9.8, but absolutely nuts. Mm. Um, so yeah, great athlete, and again, I just think another player that some good team will pick very, very late, and he'll be better than uh, than people think. Um, cool, let's move to uh, to linebacker then, a position that uh, got very well paid in uh, free agency. There was absolutely <laughs> loads of them, which kind of did make me think, I wonder how high some of these players are going to go. Um, mm. Because even if you think, forget how good the class is, I just think there's so many free agents that so you know what they are. I did think that was going to affect the linebacker class. I had three guys already on my board that I'd watched from the year before that I was just like, these guys are going to go in the first two rounds. Started watching film, and I think this is one of the worst position groups in the whole yeah. draft. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I people who have listened to anything that I've been on for the last few years will know that I just don't like scouting linebackers at all. I never really rate that many linebackers in a class. I just think it's the most boring position to watch in football. I think there's a couple <laughs> of guys. I think do think there's a couple of guys who I'll talk about. But yeah, it's there's not a lot of star power. There's not. I don't think. I don't think there's a guy that I would say that is a lock for the first round as a linebacker. And that's not just positional value. That's just okay. like me saying that I don't think it's a great class. I don't think the first linebacker will go till 45-50. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me, but it depends how much you, I'm not... The, the guy who's number one linebacker on the consensus board, Henley, I'm not the biggest fan of in the world. So, um, But yeah, I think they're going to go quite late. But let's go... Uh, it's a position group we both don't like. Let's uh, whiz <laughs> through it and talk about... Uh, I've got one name that I want to talk about, so we'll do yours first and then see if yours is on there. So yeah, who do you want to talk about first? Um, so I... The one that I quite... Well, I don't know. I kind of guess he's grown on me throughout the, the season <laughs> is uh, Jack Campbell from Iowa. Uh, that's my guy as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got kind of... well. I tell you what, I've got another one. So do you want to talk about Jack Campbell and I'll just kind of chime in and then I'll talk about my other one. So yeah, I, the, the, one of the things with this defense as well, it's a very strange defense. They play so many three linebacker looks mm. as well. And I was thinking, okay, I really liked his tape. 22, six foot five. And I was like, okay, he's going to be an average tester. Because on tape, he is athletic, but I thought he's going to be average to good. And yeah. then he goes to the combine and just tests incredibly well. And he just blew yeah. out. Yeah, Strange, strangely so. Yeah, I think... I don't know what you felt like, but on tape, I thought he was a very, very good linebacker in terms of against the run. I think he was great. Um, I know, obviously, they've got a very big defense in terms of size, their average size. When you look at the weight profiles in the mm. draft, the Iowa guys are huge. But um, yeah, I thought he was really, really good against the run. I think he can cover against the pass. I know they didn't ask him to do that as much maybe as other linebackers in this class. But for me, I just thought, oh, wow, really good tape. Second round guy, late second round. I'm happy to draft him if I was a good team that really needed one that mm. didn't want to pay money. And then he goes to the combine and it was a 
Uh, his 10-yard split was 1.59, fastest of obviously any linebacker. 37.5-inch vert, 10.8 broad, and he's 249 pounds, which speed size, again, is the yeah, best out of the class. Yeah. So for me, I thought Tate was good, and then now I'm thinking, okay, is this just the scheme? And is there a million more things you can do with this guy in coverage um, and obviously blitzing off the edge when you want to rush five or six? Um, that I think maybe he was underutilized, to be honest, at the school. So, yeah, now I'm like, okay, he'll be the first linebacker off the board for me. I think he's that good. Yeah, I think so. I think he, he's overtaken um, someone like Trenton Simpson from Clemson, who's been like the number one linebacker in the class. I, I just think he's one of these, and I guess it's kind of Iowa as well. He's like a big, <laughs> grass-fed middle linebacker yeah, from the Midwest. He looks like he's from Iowa as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's just a two-down two down thumper with like good stopping power, good tackle radius. He played basketball and ran track, so maybe we shouldn't be too surprised um, at his athletic profile. Um, cause obviously, in high school, he was like a triple-sport athlete. He feels like one of those uh, players who, like you say, he's... Um, He's a good like run stopper, and maybe he could be a little bit better in coverage. He he actually reminds me. I'm just looking back at my summer notes actually of of like what I thought of him in summer, like pre pre um, like getting into the season. I actually wrote like he actually reminds me of Drew Tranquil, which obviously is relevant for both of us now. Um, obviously Drew Tranquil's smaller because he's like a former safety at Notre Dame, but he just reminds me of that like really solid kind of run playing linebacker. Yeah. Um, he's obviously got his hands on a few footballs as well, which is something that reminds me of Drew Tranquil as well. He's got like five interceptions in the last three years, so something there moved, as well. He doesn't get moved in the run game by pulling guards. No, no, he's really good. Not. He's good. Um, I, sp- I saw, um, I can't say this is my own analysis because it's not, but I saw um, there's a really good little clip that Brett Coleman put out on Twitter to say like the way that he stands is like, with the way that his like, feet are set like before, like means that he's like completely loaded. And he can okay. like then spring, so it, like he, he thinks that is one big reason why he is so like almost like shot out of a gun, because yeah. he's, he's the way that he's kind of like not flat footed. He's like completely the opposite of flat footed, whatever that would be. But he's like everything's loaded to be able to like spring one way or the other, depending yeah. on which way the run flows. So I thought that was quite kind of interesting. Someone should go and check that out. Yeah, I would say if. Um... If he can improve how he gets side to side, because I do like the movement, but mm. like I said I didn't think he was going to be as fast as he tested. But up the field, if you just ask him to get up the field and shoot for a gap, yeah, incredible. If yeah, he good. can kind of fix that and go side to side in terms of, okay, if we've got, I don't know, a Lamar Jackson team, an option player, who's going to pull it? And he can kind of read that a little bit better and go side to side. I think he could be a really, really good player. Um, and he'll just be one of them players that you're like, wow, on a rookie deal, great like we don't need to book, pay a linebacker loads of money but then obviously <laughs> when it gets to year four year five will he have the coverage skills to get a massive deal i'm not sure but i think on a rookie deal he's he's very very valuable um who's your other guy they're, they're almost like just really quickly before i move on they're, they're almost like the running back to the defense right so you just kind of cycle through linebackers like you yeah. burn them out and then just kind of get another one it's fine <laughs> yeah it feels <laughs> harsh to say but it's true <laughs> My my other guy, not surprisingly to, to anyone, because I absolutely adored his brother and probably still do, is Noah Soul. <laughs> like he's again another one, a bit like Foskey, really. He's not coming off the greatest year, but I almost um, going back to last week's pod, I almost put him in my winners column because um, you know he's not looked very athletic on tape this year in Oregon, but he tested like relatively well, like much better than um, it was expected. Like looking at that versus his tape from last year. I just think there's a lot of potential there. I just really do. I think, you know, he's he's really highly recruited. He's obviously got family bloodline. 
Um, and, you know, he's one of these players that really can get around. He's probably over-aggressive in the way that he tackles, the way that he pursues. But, you know, if someone could just kind of channel that aggression, you know, he's really, really physical. And if someone could, you know, just channel that aggression a little bit um, and just refine him almost, I feel like he's a good tackler. So I feel like he can cause some damage. Yeah, I feel like he's a great blitzer as well. So, like I say, again, if he can just be channeled and just be coached up a little bit, then I feel like there's a, there's a really good player in there. Yeah, at 100 pass rush snaps this year, which is a lot for a linebacker mm. that's not... Their team doesn't blitz loads. If you look at their blitz rate as a team, it's not massively high, especially in that conference. But mm. yeah, they, they use them a lot in that. Coverage snaps, three nearly 300 coverage snaps as well. For someone that I think maybe 18 months ago, you would say, okay, I'm not sure about how good he is in coverage. I know this year he wasn't great, but... Um, yeah, there are, some, like there are well. some players though that do stand out when he's in coverage. Like it's not consistent, but there are like some players that make you think, "Oh, right, okay, he can definitely do it. It's definitely in there." Especially kind of, tight ends, I think. Yeah, and this is it. This is why, like, I'm not saying he's the best linebacker in the class. I'm not saying he'll be a first round player by any means, but I do think he's he's going to be a productive player for sure. Yeah, it's not the best team to watch him against, but I think the Georgia game. I think you could see that. I know their tight ends are great, yeah. <laughs> but he, he had a couple of good tight end snaps. But then when you see like a running back get split out and they put him in the slot and he has to chase a running back, I think when someone's got more time to kind of like stand him up and like work out, okay, where am I going in my route? I don't think yeah. he's very good. But when he's like, okay, tight end in the seam, I think he covers quite well. He can run for, for someone, yeah. yeah, for someone that I think people don't like. I think this year he got a lot of stick, to be honest. I, I, I'm not sure how high he's going to go. Um I think did think he had a better combine overall, like you said, than people probably thought. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've only watched three three of this year's games, I think. No, four, sorry, because they played Cal this year. And it was the Cal and the Utah games that he was actually really good in. It was only yeah. really the Georgia game that I think that he wasn't, but that's just a different... It's kind player. of it's George, though, isn't it? It's one yeah, it's a different beast, isn't it? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's a good, good player. And like you said, the name is going to help. Someone's going to draft him because of that family bloodline. I think he's only 20 as well. So Yeah, he's super young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Good player. Yeah, I always seem to get him in my uh, fantasy Madden mode as well. <laughs> third round. He's the third rounder on there, so that seems to uh, seems to happen a lot. Um, do you want to do safeties or corners next? Um, let's go. Let's go safeties. Let's finish on corners. Let's finish strong. Finish strong. Yeah. Nice. Um, cool. So safety class. This is. We spoke about a couple of position groups earlier, where maybe the top end. I know Will Anderson is good, but maybe the top end hasn't got two, three, four names. Now this. Group has not got two, three, or four, but it has got one that I think is absolutely incredible. And uh, Brian Branch is one of my guys in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how high he's going to go. He is not mocked very high at all. No, um, he's not. He's and not I at think, all, actually, is he? No, at all. Uh, his consensus board, um, it's weird because I looked at it from like, you can kind of go back in time. And I, when I looked at it a year ago, he's way higher than he is now. Uh, he's now down to 21. So Nolan Smith's now overtaking him. Um, I don't know. On my board, he is a top 10 player in terms of how good he actually is. Um, I know I want to get your views on this. Do you think the league changing to so many too high safety looks, so safeties don't have to do as much? Obviously, you're always playing alongside someone. The role is very stagnated, I guess, for two downs when you're just sat there trying to stop people going over the top. Mm. Do you think that's kind of hurt him because a lot of safeties aren't asked to do a lot? Because if you look at the free agency, Loads of great safeties. How many of them got paid a good deal? It was probably only Jesse Bates that got a massive deal. Um, so I, I just wonder if NFL schemes means the safeties are a little bit less valued. But do you think that's one of the reasons why Branch has maybe slipped a little bit? Uh, it could be. It, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, where it, safeties aren't like a glamorous position. So I feel like 
unless you're a Derwin James, Mink Fitzpatrick, that sort of like literal like player who jumps off the screen, yeah. then it's difficult to kind of sell a safety being drafted super high, I think. Because it's another one where, you know, you can see guys who just get drafted in the mid-rounds, they're really successful, you know, and then they go on to get paid, you know, yeah. in, in three, four years' time. You know, I don't think I'm right. I'm wrong in saying Jesse Bates, for example, wasn't a first-round draft pick. He was kind of, you know, mid-range guy. Yeah, he was. So it's difficult. It's one of those things where, yeah, you look at the tape for Brian Branch and you see, like, he's a really good football player. But, you know, what's the value of, of what he's doing? I'm not, I'm not sure because he's not, like, exactly, you know, making those splash plays, for example. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think the problem is when you play two safeties as well, and there's so many good ones in the league, it's a very deep position that it's like, okay, I could just get someone to go next to my other safety who's already good. Do you know what I mean? That's it's, it, exactly. Not yeah. many teams play single high now, and they only do it against bad, well, not, I don't want to say bad quarterbacks, but they only do it against teams that run it a lot. And what's Brian Branch? He is good against the run, but mm. he's he's not going to be as valuable against the run as if you pick a really stud defensive tackle in the first round. So and that's, and that's just the the nature of the NFL, isn't it? It just moves in cycles. You know, if we go back, what would it be? I might be aging myself here quite a lot, but what would it be like ten years or so? And everyone was playing like cover three, pretty much. You know, yeah, everyone's everyone. looking for that center fielder. Everyone, and now it's just moved away from that. It's just moved to just too high, and like you say, there's just not as much on their plate. So you don't need no. to to have like great players back there. No, but I think he's going to be the exact player that goes to someone at the back of the first who's good already, and he just is a very very good player on a very small contract for a long time. He's 21. Um, his combine was not great in terms of like he's not an athlete. But his tape is very good. And I do also think that some teams are probably going to play him in the slot and just say, right, we're going to have two outside corners. You're going to play in the slot and you're going to follow this tight end all around the field. I think he can do that. So for me, I think the versatility of playing back in a too high structure, playing in the box, playing in the slot means for me, I think he's a, a good enough player to go high. But I think he's probably going to get drafted at the end of the first and it will be a great pick for whoever does it. That's one of those things, isn't it, as well? Like there's a lot of like, you know, through a lot of um, sub packages and things like that, there's a lot of three safety now being used. Yeah. So, you know, if you are a good team who's already got two, it doesn't exactly preclude you from taking a Brian Branch because he's just then becoming your third safety. With him being, like you say, really good against the run, he can then drop back, you know, drop down, sorry, be like your dime linebacker in those situations. Or, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with having depth as well. No, yeah. He can be your Daniel Sorensen. That's a good way to no, man. Him. <laughs> Honestly, like, I won't... I won't be too complimentary about many Chiefs players, but there is not one player who I dislike a lot more than Daniel Sorensen. <laughs> well, Brian Branch, <laughs> if he gets drafted to Chiefs, he's going to be a new, uh, your new Daniel Sorensen. Um, let's go through a couple of a uh, couple of guys you like, because again, it's not the deepest class. Um, I think it's better than linebacker for me, but I don't think it's, yeah, it's one of the stronger I would, positions. I would go along with that. I think um, one, one of my guys is definitely Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Uh, he's big. Uh, again, he's one of those people. We could basically say a lot of those things. I think he can do it all. I think he can play nickel. He can play back there in, in a too high safety. Definitely, he's not a, a single high guy at all. But he can definitely play you know, as a linebacker in dime. I think he's very physical against the run. He kind of is always there in and around. Whatever play you're watching when you're watching Texas A&M, he's always there. He can cover tight ends. He can, like I say, cover the slot if it's a, a big, you know, kind of one of these kind of uh, big slot back, uh, 
or sorry, not big slot back, big slot wide receivers that are really in vogue at the moment. I think he can be be really good on the the overhang as one of those kind of erasers that we kind of see, yeah. you know, these specially deployed safeties. I think he's got good length, um, and I think that he, he's got decent ball skills as well, and I think he can understand routes, and he's a good tackler, if not a great tackler. He's a bit lanky. I think he could add some um, bulk, but and, you know, he can also improve on a lot of these things. But he's a good all-rounder who can play in a lot of versatile, you know, a lot of versatile ways. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's a really good player, and you know, maybe day, you know, solid day two, maybe pushing up towards that sort of um, first half of day two. I think he's he's going to be a player who will make uh, a good secondary better. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think he'd have gone higher to be honest. If it wasn't for his combine. His combine was combine was pretty bad, but yeah, <laughs> his combine was uh, pretty pretty bad. Um, I I think his tape last year was actually better as well, but even this year. I think he is what on mine safety three. So yeah, still a very very good player. He's only twenty one as well, six foot two. Um, but yeah, his, his his numbers are pretty bad. But I think if you're a team that watches the tape and you believe that you can fit next to whoever your other safety is, then I think you're going to draft him in there. Yeah, it goes place. it goes back to what we were saying you know, last week. It's the, the combine's not the be all and end all. You know, it's not it's there to confirm things, not to find out a lot of great new information for for you know in terms of athletic testing. Yeah, I think his speed as well for his height was actually okay. And I think that's a big thing when you play too high because you need someone that can just be over there and just not get beat over the top. And I think mm. he showed that he should be good enough to not get beat over the top. Um, he can run with tight ends and, you know, like I say, he can play the single high. Sorry, there's a two high shell and like come down, play the run. I think he's going to be absolutely fine at that, if not better than just fine. Nice. Cool. Who's your. Uh... Who's your next safety? Is this someone that's lower on your board a little bit than uh, Yeah, it is. It's, it's probably a day three guy. It's Jamie Robinson from, from Florida State. Um, he's small. He's small. <laughs> he's small, but he doesn't play small. He's like the, the scrappy little kid in school who's just always <laughs> after a fight, I think. He's one of these players who's kind of just shot out of a cannon as soon as he's coming downhill. And I think he can deliver a big hit. As he's one of those players who who definitely punches above his weight, weight um, his weight grade. Um, he reminds me a little bit, and again, I'm putting my sort of Chargers glasses on again. He reminds me a little bit of a player in the style of Aloe Gilman, because uh, he was a lot like that in, in when he played at Notre Dame. Um, he's probably going to be a special teams player and like a third safety to begin with, but he's definitely going to be able to kind of work his way up after a couple of years in the league. And I think he's, like I say, going to add that physicality to the run game. Coverage skills are not great, like I say, he's small, but you know, nickel defender and then run defender. Um, someone like say on, on special teams are adding that value as well I think he's got a place in the league and someone who I'm definitely rooting for because like he can make plays mm-hmm. yeah I agree his Oklahoma film's pretty good as well this year um, I saw some clips of the LSU game going around people that didn't like him he wasn't great in that game but his Oklahoma game which I think was the last game of the year if yeah. I remember right um, that might have been a bowl game as well I think um he played really well. And one thing I found funny on my notes that um, I didn't realise. So last year he had eight pass rush snaps, which I thought was like, okay, he's not. they just don't blitz him a lot. This year he had 36. <laughs> that's quite so a jump, like, right? So that's quite a jump. Like, do you know what I mean? He can obviously blitz off the edge and that's like a skill modern day that yeah, that matters. And if you can disguise it, and his his grades are really, really good for that for me. Um, in terms of college, he played like 11 games, 12 games, 13 games. So he's a durable guy, someone who's so small. So, mm. yeah, I think he's a good player. I don't know how high you go. I think it'll be one of them situations we spoke about a lot that he's going to be off people's boards or low on people's boards just because of that height. Um, but like you said, the weight 
it's not really an issue. No, I think he can. He doesn't get kind of moved around a lot when you watch him on, on film. And his speed stuff's pretty good. So yeah, I think he's a uh, good player. His film this year was much better for me than it was in 2021. Yeah, he really like came into my focus a lot this year for sure. I think it's good. one of those things where Florida State had a big uptick, so um, it's not surprising. No, yeah, agree. Um, yeah, I like Jordan Battle as well. I want to mention him. However. Um, I get absolutely burned by uh, Alabama safeties. I do feel like when these teams are that good, the safety position, I know we've kind of not slagged it off, but spoke about how it doesn't have as much of an impact. I do feel like in college football, Georgia and Alabama, sometimes uh, if they've got so many good players around them and you're obviously the safety two in battles mm-hmm. in case, mm-hmm. then I think maybe your tape can look better just because of the type of job you have to do. But for me, when I looked at some of the grading I gave him, it's really, really good, but I'm just not quite sure whether that's who he's going up against and who he's playing with, or if that's his skill level. But I think he's probably going to go round three. So I think someone will, someone will pick him. And I think he was a captain as well for them. So he's obviously a good person off the field. Yeah, for sure. I, I was a big fan of, of battle um, in summer. But then it's one of those things, isn't it, where you had almost like three safeties that you're watching because DeMarco Helens as well at the start of the yeah. season. Although he had a, he massively tailed off. But then obviously Brian Branch is now just ascended just way beyond them. So it kind of puts them in the shadow a little bit. Yeah, and they, some, so many teams end up just running the ball against them because they just feel like they're not going to get anywhere in the past. So I just, <laughs> yeah. It's so hard for the second safety to to, to look great. Mm. Um, let's go to corner then. Would you say, is this the best group on the defensive side of the ball, strongest position, or you still go edge over corner? I'd, I'd stick with what I said last week and, and earlier on. So I'd say edge, but this is um, this is another good group. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to kind of uh, talk this group down too much because there's a lot of good players within this cornerback group without there being a guy, you know, someone who's like going to push top yeah. five, top 10. I don't think there's that guy. I don't know if you'll disagree, but I just don't see that standout guy. But I see a lot of like really good players who will be, you know, borderline CV1, definite solid CV2s for a lot of teams for a long time. Yeah. So in terms of where people think they're going to go, it's quite interesting. You can use this program, see like the like the, the highest and Gonzalez is the fourth player on the consensus board. He's really, really shot up, hasn't he, over the season? Yeah, and yeah, Witherspoon has been picked fifth as well. That's his peak. And again, so again he's another player who's really, really shot up this season. Yeah, so for me, I would probably... I think I do like Gonzalez more than a lot of people, so maybe I'm a bit higher in terms of top 10. But I do think we're going to get three corners that go in the top 20. But I don't know where the Ravens pick, but wherever they 21, 22 maybe, but somewhere Eight around... when they trade them off. <laughs> Say again. I said eight when they trade Lamar. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I do feel like three corners will probably go in the top twenty, and that'll be Gonzalez uh, with a spoon, and then and then Joey Porter. Out of interest, before we go on to my guys, unless one of them is your guy, uh, who have you got number one out of that list? Just kind of people are all over the place with who their favourite is. See, I was just about to pose this to you. You know, you're saying that you know, going off uh, you know those kind of predictions, there's going to be three in the top twenty. Do you think that's just because they're corners, though, and they, they're good, but do they really deserve in a, in a in a really good class to be that high? I don't think these players are quite that good. I think if you did tape only, I would say that you would probably say that, yeah. But I think, A, positional value is yeah. really important because everyone mm. needs corners. You need four, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but I think Christian Gonzalez, not just to be biased, he's my favourite, but he tested so well yeah. that I think then you have to be like, and I don't think Oregon's defense was great as a scheme this year. No, so no, no. I think you have to almost be like, okay, he's 20 as well. 
<laughs> I do think that he, I think everything else but the film is like, oh my God, this guy should go in the top 10 easily. And then the film for me, I still liked it because I had him as my number one, but I could see why people would say, okay, he's like a middle of the first round at best type of guy. But if you picked him at seven or eight for me, oh, I don't know. I just, I'm not a million miles off saying like he's a cooler level in terms of my numbers. Um, I know it didn't work out obviously great, but yeah. yeah. I do agree with you that I think as a three, they're not quite as high as if you put the, them in last year's draft, they wouldn't go as high as what they're going to go in this year. But I just think because people need cornerbacks and maybe some of their best positions in this year's draft aren't valuable, quote yeah. unquote, in terms yeah, of yeah. maybe tight ends, for example, I think they're going to go up pretty high. But yeah, which one did you have uh, number one on your board out of interest? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still Gonzalez myself. I mean, I think his tape at Colorado was actually pretty decent as well. And then obviously he's gone to to Oregon and he's had a reasonable year as well. And but like you say, just tested out of his mind. I'm trying to pull up his RAS now, but it's like, is it 9.99 or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's like. Did he run a 4.38? Uh, he did. Yeah, 4.38 at six foot one and 2.97. And you know, jumps are insane. You know, he did 14 reps on the bench and corners don't tend to even bench, do they? So. You know, no. 10, 10 yards split is like one five four. So he, you know, he's got all in that athleticism shows up on tape, right? So you can kind of see his fluidness. You can kind of see that you can run with people. You know, not in the best conference with loads of good wide receivers, but you can definitely see that he's he's a really really good player. Um, yeah, I think there is an argument as well that maybe he didn't have as good film this year as with a spoon but i think like you said you don't just take it it's more than a one-year thing yeah i think there's an argument obviously of height there's an argument of age there's an argument of athleticism and weight as well so i think there's more than goes into it than just one years of film but i could see if someone said to me i think with a spoon got the best one year of tape i could say yeah i could i wouldn't fight you on it but i think that overall gonzalez is a is a is a better prospect but mm. um i would just add one more thing to the class is there's a hell of a lot of kind of non-press corners so i think if you're a cornerback that can press you're going to shoot up as well and i think we'll, we'll maybe talk about a couple of those players but there's loads of people that i think are more kind of slot zone types and they're great fits in zone but they're not going to go out on the edge and kind of sit there and press people like mad on the edge in terms of x receivers but there's a couple of guys and i think those guys will go higher so we'll, we'll end up talking about them but um we've talked about gonzalez quite a bit let's go on to your kind of first my guy so I'd be interested to see and think um, how how you think that this guy is going to go because I've been I've been a massive fan of Cam Smith from South Carolina for you know a good year now and I think he is a press and very physical corner almost like too physical uh, in some senses and too <laughs> He's aggressive get a lot of flags. too aggressive in some senses. He, um, obviously, it's the same school, so it's kind of one of those easy comparisons to make, but I was a massive fan of J.C. Horn a couple of years ago, and he just reminds me of that alpha dog corner who's just long, lean, physical, good outside corner. He's going to get physical play at the line of scrimmage a lot. He's well-built, well-proportioned. I think he's got good speed. I think he can come down and absolutely obliterate people when he wants to. He's very competitive, and you can just see him like chirping. He almost reminds me a little bit of like a Jalen Ramsey kind of personality. Um, in a safety's kind of mentality in the way he plays in, in terms of how physical and scrappy he is. But, you know, as a player, it's not also about fighting. It's about, you know, he's got good movement skills. I think he glides around and attacks the ball really nicely in the air as well. And you can play a bit of inside and out as well. So I've just been a big fan of Cam Smith. And I I, I know that he's like trailed off a little bit because I know a lot of people talking up in like pre-season 
and now he seems to have like fallen out of that first round conversation. But I think he's going to be one of these players that really like shows out and like is a lot better than a lot of the first round talents that go. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm with you. We we will disagree on some players, but I do love Cam Smith. Um, I actually say his defense that he played in was terrible as well. Mm. You know, the players that he played with. <laughs> so in terms of things that he's been asked to do compared to some of these other guys, I feel like it that does make a difference. Yeah, in, sure. in 2021, he gave up a 36 passer rating on average, which was the best of any quarter in 2021. So I just feel like my eyes would probably tell me the 2021 tape was better as well. But I think the defense in 2022 as a team was so bad. Yeah, I they may, were bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a uh, Spencer Rattler uh, truther. Okay. So uh, I watched every game, basically. Um, and I, yeah, I think he was by far the best player on the field for them in terms of not who they were playing, but for them. Um, I know he only weighs, I think he weighed in at 179 or 180, yeah. um, which is not great. But his numbers at the combine were way better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, they, mm. they re- he really answered the bell in terms of his athleticism. His vertical was really good, which matters when you're going to go out and press. Yeah. I know he's a tall guy. I think he's 6'1", but yeah. um, I think his athleticism is really, really good. So yeah, I think he's a good player. In terms of where I think he goes... It does feel like a second-round player now, doesn't it? It does, yeah, which is unfortunate because, like I said, I think he's a really good player. He ran, ran really well as well. Like, he's, he's 40 yards and his splits are good as well. So, like I said, I think he's going to outperform that draft position, to be honest with you, which is, is great for whoever picks him. Yeah, hopefully not the Chargers, eh? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. We, we'll definitely take some corners, if not, you know, like, like, <laughs> definitely take one early, maybe one late. I think he's sixth on the uh, board. Uh, consensus board for corner position. Okay. So this corner six, I which that. I do not agree with. I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not an Emmanuel Forbes guy. So. Um, no, he was the one I was thinking of last week, wasn't he? The really small guy who. He's 166 really well. pounds. Yeah, that's that's not doable in in a no. lot of ways. I don't think. No, it's not. Not the way he plays. He plays like he should be. He needs to weigh more for the way he plays as well. Yeah. yeah I like, I like Cam Smith. Um, in terms of uh, someone else that's. I, I, I'm not even going to mention him as like a my guy, but I'm just interested to see where he goes. Uh, Katie Ringo from Georgia, he's obviously 20, um, similar to Cam Smith, but probably worse in terms of the fall. He was yeah, a really time, kind of well-regarded player. His first four or five weeks as well, um, a lot of highlights, a lot of people talking about it. When you look at some of the mocks that were coming out midway through the season, he was still going quite high. And then all of a sudden, end of the year, he's really, really dropped. Um, and I don't really know why. I know he gave up a lot of flags. That's obviously something against his game. But six foot two, he weighed at two oh seven, which was higher than I thought he was going to weigh. Good speed score, played for a good team, good college. But again, the whole team just lit with players, especially in the secondary. So it's just difficult to know how good he truly was. Um, but I am surprised to see him ranked as low as he is now. I have to say. Yeah, he's, he's, he seems like one of those players. And again, he's someone that I really really liked going back uh, to preseason. Like I think. Uh, pre-season let me just pull up my grades I'm pretty sure I had him as CV1 going into the season I think a lot of people did (laughs) I really I really rated him and like you say early season it looked like a pretty good bet yeah I did have him as CV1 Um, I don't think he how am I going to phrase this I don't think that he's going to maybe stay down for too long I think there's definitely a player in there I think in the right environment it'll come out It'd be interesting to see what the if it ever comes out what the reason for the fall off is because it was quite sudden. Whether that was something that went on in his personal life, something that happened within the program, something else, I don't know. But you know, you're not the number one cornerback in the recruiting class and the number four player overall in you know a high school recruiting class without being a good player. So yeah, and he's got the length. He's got you know six foot two. He's got super long um, length to him. 
he's got you know he's not small either. He's like over two hundred pounds. He can run. There's why has he not played that well? I don't know where did that tail off come from. It's really perplexing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think. He's and did he have an interception in the national title game the year before as well? He did, and he, you know, like you said before, you, you said it yourself. He has had some great highlights. There's one against Charles Tillman, wasn't there, that went round everywhere, where he basically yeah. ran the route for him and, and just picked him off in the end zone, like a wide receiver. Where he'll go, I don't know. He's not going to go in the first round, most likely, because this this drop off is is stark and it's real. But again, another player who could outperform his draft stock for sure. Definitely, yeah. I'm interested to see where he goes. Again, feels like a sort of team that. I don't know, one of these teams that just does well every year, an Eagles or a Ravens, someone that picks these high-caliber players and turns them into to something good. But we'll see. Um, he fits a lot of schemes for me because of how quick he is. I know he's not the best in zone coverage, but, um, yeah, the tools are all there if you can get someone who can ha- teach him how to play corner at the NFL level a bit better mm. than, than he did. But, yeah, we'll see. If he can't stand out of Georgia in that last five or six weeks, that does worry me. But um, Yeah, ball of clay, though. He's just right there. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Who's your next corner that, that you like? My other, my other guy that I've got noted down is, is someone I mentioned last week, and I'm going to bang the table for him. It's Clark Phillips from Utah. Um, he's small, and like we said, we don't need to rehash everything we said last week um, about his size and about his testing. But, you know, I think he's got the short area quickness. I think he's got uh, the coverage skills in short area to, uh, to be a, an elite nickel. And that's that's absolutely fine. I'm, I'll definitely say that every time I mention Clark Phillips, is nickel defender is a starting position, you know, and you need, as you said earlier, quite rightly, you need four corners, and they need to be comfortable playing inside. Not every player can play inside in the secondary, you know, and that does get covered a lot by safeties. Players like Antonio Johnson, like I mentioned, you know, he's not going to be covering uh, tight ends at five foot nine, but you know, for those <laughs> little smaller uh, slot corners, I think he can match those guys and. and like I say, he's scrappy competitive. I think he can cover and I think he can make plays. He can definitely get his hands on the ball as well. Um, so, yeah, he's just a player that I'll always ban the table for and Clark Phillips from Utah. Yeah, he's gotten better every year for me. Um, production shows it, grades show it. My numbers compared to the last season and this season show an increase. And then one thing I want to quickly look up while looking at how much he's improved is how much more he's played in the slot. And he's played in the slot 40% more times this year, snap-wise, than he did the year before. So it's almost like Utah have realised that, moved him to an area where he's more comfortable in, and the production's just shot up. It's almost uh, like getting him ready for that next step, I feel, as well. Yeah. And that's we spoke about it before in terms of failing. Like, okay, fail outside first. Not saying he was bad, but hmm. maybe like, okay, right, let's try you in the slot. You're in training camp at a college campus, and he's absolutely dominating everyone he receives in the slot. You're like, okay, we just have exactly. to play this guy there. Um, so, yeah, I like him as well. Five, six, six picks this year as well. So he can't – that is what – that's what it's all about. You know, defence in the NFL is about turning the ball over. Especially in the middle of the field as well, which obviously mm. is an area that he's going to be targeting in. So, yeah, I think he's a good player. Five foot nine will put a lot of people off, but um, I think he's a uh, he's a good player. Uh, one player I wanted to mention who's tape. Um, for me, it, OK, I, I don't want to say the word is <laughs> tape is bad tape, but uh, I was <laughs> underwhelmed did. with it. Yeah, I was <laughs> underwhelmed with it after I... Uh, after I went back and, and watched it, and that's to carry on Bennett as well from Maryland. Um, but when I looked at some of his profile, the speed is all there. And he's only five foot eleven, but he played more press snaps than nearly every corner, 
kind of in the top 12 if you look at the names of the average draft position and I, again I just want to mention his name because I just feel like in a group where you've got loads of zone players if you feel like he can do both because he's only 5'11 so he's easily mm-hmm. a zone corner but he has won a lot of a lot of press reps when you look at his numbers and it was a player that I never even thought of in that way and then when I went back and watched all the the snaps that he played press man and he played outside he was really really good and I looked at his speed score rate and I was like wow 4'3 four, four, kind of good production in year two at college, not as good in year three. But uh, I just think that that's the sort of player that's going to go in round five, that someone's going to make their corner four. Someone will get hurt. He'll come as corner three and he'll be way better than you think. So I just wanted to mention a, a bit of a random sleeper there that I think might go higher than people think just because he can test. Yeah, it's, test a really, it's a really, really good shout. Like Zay, there's, there's always these players, as you've just said, who get an opportunity and they take it and they just be like, oh my God, this is that. Why, why did this guy get drafted in the fourth round or whatever? Yeah. I think DJ Turner is a bit older. He's 22. Mm. Also 5 foot 11, 4 to 6. Um, and his like passer rate in the year before this gave it up was, I think, I can't remember if it was 70, but it was 70 or 60. And it was really, really low. And again, just someone that when someone goes and runs a 4 to 6, it's not all about the combine. But that's the difference between, right, DJ Turner's going in round end of round five, and he's now going mid round four, just because he's a bit of an yeah. athlete compared to some of these slower guys. Um, so yeah, I want to mention those two as people that might go earlier than than people think. Um, have you got another corner that you like? No, that, that's everyone. I did want to just raise one one thing with you, maybe as like an anti my guy, because I don't <laughs> know if you like like this player, but I feel like I need to be sold on Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> I just don't see it. What in terms of on the in terms of just on film in terms yeah, of yeah on like, film on film on film more than anything yeah I just, I just don't see it like and I know that he's obviously got the bloodlines he obviously tested pretty well um, although he's a he press didn't run guy as, as well run as fast obviously that's really valuable as well yeah. but I just see him now raising up into like well into the first round and I just I just don't know why. Yeah, I think he's going to go in the top 15 as well. Yeah, that's top. it. That's it. I, I completely believe that because that's everything. That's, that's what's everything to point towards, right? But, yeah. So, so I think I like him more than you, but on my notes, I've got... So I have like... Um, this is one question that's massive. So obviously Bryce Young, it is the size. And like I've got one section where it's like, is this like... Um, I guess you call it a rule breaker. So is this going to kill me? And for him, I haven't got much for many of the good corners, but for him, I put ball production question mark. And I'm like... I don't know how much he does in terms of like, okay, is he going to do much in terms of, okay, he can cover someone fine, but great NFL wide receivers get open, but is he actually going to give much ball production? Is he going to kind of generate big time plays for me? And that's my question that I'm a little bit worried about. However, I think he does play press quite well. And I think it's a class in the top six corners where not many of them can do that Mm. or do that regularly and i just think someone's going to draft him who just plays a heavy press man scheme that'd be my guess but i'm i'm not as against him as you but for me he's firmly below the other two that are going in the top 20 it's one of those though isn't it like like you say that the ball production isn't there and i'm firmly of the belief nowadays in the nfl it's about getting your quarterback more opportunities and you need to turn the ball over in some way to do that which for your corners it means getting picks you know causing tips and you know other people getting picks things like that if you are finally you kind of locking someone down but you know the offense can just throw to the other side or something like that how much are you winning from that you know what's the kind of net benefit from that because yeah fine you can cover like say the top receivers will still get open against you like yeah 
how was the season on that sort of thing? You know, if you're not turning over the ball, I don't know. It's just one of these beliefs of mine in the modern NFL that you just need to be able to turn the ball over and he doesn't do it. No, I think my worry for him as well is the the quarterbacks that he played against as well. And to not have ball production against some of those names was my biggest worry. Mm. Um, but the only, then when I went, well, the only positive on his numbers where he's higher on my grading is he only gave up 15 receptions all year. So which is good. Just, which we can't which is good, but then again, it's just weighing up. Is that the person that he's going against or is that him? So yeah, no, I see what you say. Um, I think, but I don't really like Deontay Banks that much. So he's quite clearly above him for me. Um, mm. But people are drafting like Emmanuel Forbes, like early second. And like I've got such a gap between how good I think Porter is. I think he's much better than a player like that. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm a bit higher on Cam Smith than most. So maybe I've got those two closer together. Um, mm. But I just purely think it's scarcity in terms of who can sit there and play against press man. I just don't think many of the guys can do that. Yeah, that's um, fair. Uh, I don't know if you watched the tape as well, but he was not very good against. Uh, this is n- not saying much, but he wasn't very good against Ohio State as well. Yeah, yeah, like, I knew that, you say that. <laughs> yeah, that is like I know they've got great players, um, and the quarterback is probably going to go top two. But <laughs> if you are worried about him as a player, if you and you watch that tape, that's not going to ease any of your worries because he was awful. He got the worst grade out of any of those three corners for me in that one game. So. Mm. Yeah, like I say, you've got to take into account the op- the opponent and the insane wide receiver call that they have. But you want people to rise to the occasion as well, don't you? It's probably their biggest game of the season for Penn yeah. State. So, and yeah, those three I mean, those three corners don't play for massive programs either. Do you know what? Illinois, obviously Oregon, and Penn State. I know Penn State's a big program in terms of like the, the fan base is massive, but mm. they're not producing amazing college football teams over the last four or five years. So. No. Um, I think the, yeah, his tape is a little bit worse than, than the other guys. I, I just wonder what team's going to draft him. I don't know. I haven't really looked at the 12 to 20 range to know how many of them play like heavy, heavy press man. But I think if any of them do, then he's going to go. He's going to be 23 next year, which is a bit older as well than Gonzalez. But It's one of them, isn't it, where someone will see the name and that will give him a boost a little bit like what we were talking <laughs> about earlier. So he'll he'll be, you know, like you said, he'll be middle of the first round maybe a little bit later, maybe a little bit before that, but he'll he'll be there. Yeah, I do think there's probably a chance that um, corner and uh, edge is going to take up a lot of the first round for sure in terms of uh, defensive prospects. But um, yeah, that's our guys for, from the defensive point of view. Um, corner and edge, both love it. Um, very, very important position in groups in the NFL. So I think we're going to see a lot of these guys go in and we'll see if see how high some of these smaller defensive tackles go that we both like. Um, next week, we're going to switch and go to offense. Um, but before then, just want to remember to go follow us at go for 2 pod Go follow the Full 10 Yards guys as well, because this podcast is going to be coming out on their network as well, at Full 10 Yards. And then, Lee, did you just want to give a shout-out to uh, where people can follow you again, even though yeah, they absolutely. listened last week? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, if you've not, go back to listen to the, the first show that me and Liam did last week. Um, my t- personal Twitter is at Wakefield90. Um, I can be found in a few places at the minute um, with, at, uh, uh, with the first pick and also over at the touchdown as well. Been doing some uh, perfect pick mock drafts for a bunch of teams. I just dropped the Texans one today, which was kind of interesting to do as well um, for a team with loads of picks and obviously loads of needs as well. So it's kind of like shopping with your mum's credit card when you were younger, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, go over and read that. I'm putting together one for the Bears soon as well. So keep your eyes open for that one. 
When's the uh, Chiefs one going to come? Are you refusing that? I think someone's already done that. You know, it's not my project. I'm just taking part in it. So I think someone's done the Chiefs already. <laughs> Maybe Rory Joe did that already. But uh, yeah, I've done the Chargers, the Jags, the Texans, and like I said, I'm going to do the Bears very soon. Nice. Yeah, some interesting teams there as well. So yeah, go check that out because Lee, your works, your works very good. Next week you get to hear us. Uh... 